0: Aaron, are you there?
1: I am. How you doing?
0: I'm good. It's funny when I when I picked up, I didn't hear anything. Usually, I hear some background noise or something. I went, uh oh, something's <laughs> not set up right. I lost her. But you're here. No,
1: I'm here. I'm here. I'm not so driving. I just, any I- that
0: Yeah, that's probably it. I was just uh, kind of rehashing the the whole CRISPR story as we'd gone through it. I was talking about the fact that uh, um, as we kind of went off the air, we'd gotten up to this point where we were talking about the fact that there were some tests that detected whether or not you had been exposed to COVID or you had COVID virus within your system that they came out with that they could read very quickly, um, detect viral loads, which is uh, using CRISPR technology as well, which is... um, you know it's it's very timely for something like that to break and for people to figure out how to do that and it's pretty cool um something that's that's uh I'm, I'm not sure the implications i haven't really thought through this one but you know they've been able to to do genome editing but um they've had real difficulty in dealing with uh the the genes within the mitochondria See, mitochondria have their own DNA separate from the rest of the genome, and until recently that the, the DNA targeting tool couldn't manage to make changes to the genetic coi- code inside of mitochondria. Um, you know, unlike chromosomes, which inherit from both parents, mitochondrial DNA comes only from your maternal side, and uh, mutations in mitochondrial DNA can cr- cripple the cell's ability to generate energy leading to debilitating and often fatal conditions. And uh, and so they were trying to figure out how to do that. And this summer, scientists in Seattle and Boston published a study showing that they had discovered a way to harness an enzyme found in biofilm-forming bacteria to make precise changes to mitochondrial DNA. And on a so, um, yeah. And so, you know, there's some uh, a breakthrough there on how to get into mitochondrial DNA, which you know, again. It's very early, but they're going to be exploring how to then use that to maybe deal with diseases that attack the the mitochondria and whether or not they can um, resolve some of that. And, you know, again, you know, for the average person that may not have any effect, but for somebody who has, you know, sickle cell or has a mitochondrial DNA issue, it could be life-changing. And so uh, um, cool stuff, cool stuff. And I guess the last piece of it was that... uh uh, two scientists, Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer uh, Duodna, which is Duodna. <laughs> is her last name outspelled? Um, is uh, our Dou DNA? I, I, I'm probably slaughtering both of these uh, uh, names. But anyway, they were uh, given a Nobel Prize for uh, work done with gene editing. Um, you know, CRISPR has been around for eight years now, so it's not been that long, um, and uh, and it certainly revolutionized biological research as we're able to to manipulate genomes and see what's going on. But anyway, um, it uh, the two of them are the first women to share a Nobel Prize in the sciences together. That's so, nice. Yay, women, and and yay the ethical use of CRISPR.
1: Yes, and that's it. I mean, CRISPR's... <clears throat> If used ethically (coughs) excuse me, CRISPR is phenomenal. Right. If you know, but if if there's the the potential for unethical use is huge, just like with anything else.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say, we don't need CRISPR to be unethical. Us humans are pretty good at doing that all on our own. But it just opens the door for some more scary things. Yeah. It it opens the door to more scary things. You know, we don't know exactly. You know, I mean, CRISPR, there was uh, when COVID first started breaking, there was a lot of conversations around, hey, was this created? And, you know, the way they would create a virus is by using CRISPR to get bits and pieces of viruses and put them together to create a new one that would, you know, behave in ways that they wanted it to behave. And so, yeah, it very much could be used to weaponize diseases. Um, And that's a concern. Apparently, those that know the virus and have looked at it said, no, it doesn't appear that it's been cut. Although, early on, there was a Chinese scientist who, who was living in America who very much said, hey, they were doing this kind of stuff in labs when I was in China, and, uh, and I think that's what they're doing, having looked at it. But others have said, no, there's no evidence of that, so we'll see.
1: Well, but, but what else are they going to say, right? Do they want to cr- have yeah. panic created because they, you know, people know that there's a, been a bioweapon unleashed in the United States?
0: Yeah, the, the the skeptic in me uh, thinks that same kind of thing. It's like, well, would they tell us the truth, you know, or would they? No, they not wouldn't because they would because they were afraid of the the way people would react to it, um, you know. Because we don't want people in the streets marching and anybody who appears to be of Chinese heritage somehow being questioned and you know and attacked in the streets. And you know, we, we human behavior can be very bad for very limited amounts of information and so I understand managing how you would release that stuff as well or, or at least the desire to be careful how you release it back when we had a uh, a uh, you know a fourth estate type of news media that would responsibly report things instead of uh, you know work to politicize everything and work to um, blow everything into headlines so that they could get more clicks and make more money um And I say back when we had, because, you know, yellow journalism has been around for well before I was alive. Um,
1: But it ebbs and flows like
0: anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it's um, yeah, I, I fully believe that 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 it could be something that the scientists have, you know, tried to keep from the public. Although I think there's enough people who have looked at the virus at this point that, if there were any indications that it had been something that had been spliced together in a lab which apparently is fairly easy to detect it would have you know that would be out by now they couldn't keep that hidden there's enough doctors and scientists all over the world that have looked at it that but that this wouldn't, but it. this
1: it could be this but it could be that this conversation that you're having in your head out loud is yeah. is yeah. it speaks to the lack of trust we have in our authority and, Absolutely. You know and it, that will be told the truth by all parties, and yeah, it just shows a mm-hmm. lack of of yeah. Trust In a world of alternate facts,
0: politics. who do you believe?
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Because I am certain that we're not the only ones who are thinking this out loud. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I it's 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 difficult to maintain a clear head and not be you know shouting that the sky is falling Um, anytime something weird happens with, you know, or conflicting information is given because uh, it just happens so often. And so regularly now it's, it's, it's difficult to, to maintain a sense of, of, you know, centeredness and, and balance in looking at all of the information that's coming at us in, in lots of different realms, lots of different realms. That's why I like sports. There's a winner. There's a loser. There's no (laughs) argument.
1: But I have found myself, um, like, for entertainment, um, uh, gravitating to things that are familiar. So mm-hmm. we're re- re-watching Psych, um, and I'm watching old episodes of Grey's Anatomy, and things that, like, you know, you just take mm-hmm. us away from the reality of what's going on today, because today is yeah. is scary. You know, yeah, I dare just,
0: anybody uh, to watch an episode of Psych and and walk away from it feeling down or not good about themselves. Exactly. You know, they they're happy, they're funny, and they always end you know well. It's it's the they don't, you know they don't leave any none of the major characters are you know gutted or gored as you know Game of right. Thrones or something like that. Right, you know, right. There's
1: no red wedding in Psych. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a thoroughly entertaining show. I love that show. Yeah. So. You know, because, but it's it's a nice way to escape, because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, that's why I had to stop watching The Mandalorian after three episodes. I'll pick it up again, because it's good, but I just, I my capacity to handle, you know, that kind of stress right now is not what it was three years ago,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't want somebody trying to get the baby.
1: I know, baby Yoda's so cute!
0: Yeah, you'll find in season two that he has a name. If you haven't already seen it somewhere in the, in the news, they finally, they finally tell us his name and everybody universally went, what, why? Why, why'd you give him that name? <laughs> so,
1: okay, well, yeah. I don't want to look it up. I want to come to it now. Yeah. yeah. I'll,
0: I, that's why I didn't say it. Thank you. <laughs> I, gotta I appreciate let you discover that. It, discover it in, in line, in the story. You know, in time, yeah. when they decide to let you know, you know, I have a life-size Baby Yoda sitting here behind me. That was one of my Christmas oh, gifts. he's awesome, so cute. Yeah, my family saw so that cute. and said, "Oh, our dad's a big kid. He needs one of those." So he sits <laughs> I next want to one. he. He sits next to my quarter-size R two D two and my original Mac. <laughs>
1: And I know that I'm coming to this late to the party. Everybody was, you know, the buzz about Baby Yoda was, was, uh, uh, you know, from this summer, right? I think that's when they, or this late spring when they released The Mandalorian. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I'm late to the party, but yeah they're on cute. Yeah,
0: season two has dropped, so it's been around for a year now.
1: Oh, okay, a year now, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think season two came out beginning of December, so. So yeah, <sighs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It you know, I, it, and, and as we said, that's, you know, high quality fantasy entertainment and, and, and in an era where we've had some, some really poor <laughs> entertainment, you know, I and mean, we've had some great stuff too. There's been some great films. We didn't really do like a year end review because 2020 was such a, uh, Pile of crap type of year in terms of, of uh, like movies and stuff, but but there's been some some really good things. I think Tenant turned out to be a pretty good movie, and I enjoyed that immensely. Um, despite the fact that Christopher Nolan movies tend to have a lot of loose ends that never get wrapped up, so you you know it's like, well, wait a minute, if he was really going back in time, wouldn't this be this way or that be you know? And you know, if you start asking those kind of questions too much during a Christopher Nolan movie, then forget it. You're just not going to enjoy the movie. <laughs> just just let it wash over you. But uh, uh, Wonder Woman 84, which came out on Christmas Day, is awful. It's terrible. It's available for streaming on HBO Max, and I would tell most people don't bother. Which is too bad, because the original Wonder Woman movie was really good.
1: They have a different director, though, don't they?
0: Yeah, they swap them up all the time. They mix and match directors, and you know I didn't keep track of whether it's the same one or not. But it just... the I, it's not so much the the acting or the the um, the directing I think it's the editing now maybe the directors the person in charge of that but oftentimes I think producers and studios step in to, to make edits and this movie is a hot mess in terms of like they're doing one thing then they cut and they are doing something else and then they cut and then they're back to where they were then they cut and then, you know it's just everything just seems like just brutal in the way they jump and cut. And, uh, um, yeah, it, it just could have been much better. Even the special effects are kind of visually weird, you know?
1: Well, I'm sorry. I know Tobin enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, I'm not into superhero movies of any kind, so. Yeah. He put
0: yeah, it I on and I, <laughs> yeah, I know it's not your thing.
1: Yeah, he put it on, and I, and I put my headphones on and watched something else on my computer.
0: Yeah. We'll watch something else, pick up a book and say, yeah, I got other things to do. I do that when my wife puts on um, uh, Hallmark. uh, Hallmark. Yeah. You know, it's like (laughs) I sit and watch I'll sit and watch one Hallmark movie, you know, or or maybe two a week. But um, during the break, that's pretty much been on in our house. And, And it's just like, you know, Christmas movie after Christmas movie after Christmas movie. Um, although she had switched over to Hallmark murders and mysteries or movies and mysteries it's not murders and mysteries movies and mysteries and so you know they're different different uh, pile o films uh, once we got past christmas they quit doing christmas stuff so they're all like uh, aurora tea garden mysteries and uh you know it's like okay well uh, you know a is kind of interesting and i've sat and watched i think part of one of those but even then i just go mm. <laughs> A walk out, you know, that's the wonderful thing about men and women, husbands and wives, is we don't all have to like be in lockstep and watch everything and like everything exactly the same. We can all have our own ideas and things and then we come together and love each other and spend time together doing the things that we like to do. And then we go apart and do the things that we want to do separately. And, you know, giving each other the space to do that is part of, a, I think, what makes a, a marriage successful. <laughs> don't don't force your spouse to sit agree. and watch your show. You know, yes.
2: 100 uh, percent agree um uh you know Tobin yeah Tobin and I don't always agree he tends to like stuff that's a whole lot more violent than I like because he's mm-hmm. male
0: <laughs> you know. yeah
2: but we've talked about that and I'm sure that it's a guy thing it's a guy thing yeah so oh it's a chilly morning it's like 41 degrees out here
0: is it? Yeah. You know, I mean, my brief commute, I noticed it was cool, but I didn't pay that close of attention. Although I did notice when I got to my shack out here, it was originally 69 degrees in the, in the studio, which is, that's a little chilly to be sitting here, not moving around much. Oh, that's perfect. Up to a balmy balmy 73. Um, and I think 73 to me is too warm. It's just body heat. Um, but uh, I have a little fan that keeps the air circulating around in here, so that you know you don't get hot spots, and and uh, and so um, I'm comfortable.
2: Well, that's good. I'm but glad you realize you're I'm
0: broadcasting in like shorts and a t-shirt because that's that's me. So, okay,
2: so Tobin does so, that. So, Tobin does that. He'll complain about the cold, and he'll be wearing shorts and a t-shirt and no socks on our tile floors, yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, yeah. honey. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I'm 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 not complaining. I'm just you know. But yeah, yeah. It's like, but I'm comfortable. Just chilled. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Throw a sweater on. You'll still be comfortable and you'll be warm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Keep your feet warm and you'll be warm. I have a pair of uh, Glurups. G L E R U P S. Glurups uh, 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 slippers, and they are literally a quarter inch thick. Wool um, slippers that are oh, they basically wonderful. felt. They're made out of felt. They're European, and uh, they're uh, just absolutely awesome. You can get them um, with a uh, completely out of wool, or you can get them with a rubber bottom. And I get the rubber bottom ones so that I can, you know, walk outside and stuff if I need to. Although they're pretty much just my indoor my. slippers. They, I, I wear them on the commute. You know. <laughs> Which means they, they do go outside every morning about, you know, twenty feet, thirty feet. And uh and anyway the yeah, if you're they're not cheap, they're expensive. I've had them for years though, and uh they're awesome and super comfortable. Glurups? You know. Yeah. G L E R Glurups dot com. Yeah, I had to okay. uh to G-L-E-R-U-P-S. They are not a sponsor in any way, but they should be because they're wonderful. Uh, I really hate that stupid rule that we made now that, you know, trying to make things uh, so you know that people are putting cookies on your page. And every time you go to every freaking page, you have to click on a button to get it out of your way. You know, thank you very much for for informing me about something that I didn't need to be informed about, making me do more work to just look at a page on the web
2: yes it's annoying
0: yeah so glorips you can get them with like a leather suede sole or with a rubber sole i got the rubber sole and uh and they come in a variety of different colors and they are awesome they're super comfortable they are very kind of weird european looking but uh uh,
2: but they're comfortable and that's what counts
0: exactly these are house slippers they're supposed to be comfortable and they um and that's what they are. <laughs> they are super duper comfortable. And uh yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, like I said, they're expensive, you know, if people are used to spending like, you know, twenty five or thirty bucks to pair to buy a pair of cheap slippers. These are four times that. I mean, they're like, you know, seventy five to a hundred dollar slippers. But you'll buy them once and then you're done. You'll never buy slippers again. Just so, you know, there's that. And they come in lime green. Why? I don't know, but mine are not lime green. Mine are gray, but had I realized they came in lime green, I seriously would have considered that, you know, because uh, my team colors are like lime green and blue. And, oh, for your uh, swim kind team. Of that neon. Yeah, for my swim team. My my long-lost swim team that, that at this point in time doesn't exist, but, but someday, hopefully, we'll be able to actually be a team again. Um, man, I miss coaching. I miss my kids. So... Um, Anywho,
2: I'm sorry. Gloves. I know you must. So hopefully yeah. this year you guys can get in the pool again.
0: That would be nice. Um, I would be shocked if it happened before the end of the school year. Just looking at how the world is going, but you never know. You never know. I, I could be surprised. I could find <laughs> out that. Uh, you
2: sound so convinced. The world, is... convincing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I I can't help it. The cynic in me is going, yeah, right. Um, But maybe at some point, eventually, you know. I'm envious of the swim programs that are in school districts that have allowed them to be in the water. Although, quite frankly, um, the way things are going, most of them have very limited access if, if it hasn't been cut off. You know, those that had gotten in the water, a lot of them are having to, you know, shut down again. Uh, right now, so yeesh which
2: in and of itself is kind of dumb That's as we've talked about
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, you know if you're going to be out, you're out I mean, in California, you're outdoor pools virtually all of them, I mean, there's a few indoor pools, but they're few and far between so they're outdoor pools and they are in a chlorinated environment, it's about as safe as safe is going to get but uh, hey go ahead. You know, it's the world of, of, of uh, trial lawyers that are screwing it up for us because, and, and no knock against trial lawyers, everybody's got to have a job and they got to do something. And I'm sure there's some redeeming value to that job for somebody, but uh, you know, it's the fear of getting sued. That's what it is, is, is school districts and the owners of the pools are like, nope, we're going to shut it down because if somebody gets sick on our property, they're going to blame us and they're going to sue us. And said, nope, nobody's going to use the, the facilities at all. We're just going to shut everything down. Like, but there's no fair. There's no fun. Hey, could you they know?
2: get everybody to sign a waiver?
0: I don't know. You know, I mean, it's one of those deals where, you know, I get it. You don't want the wrestling team to be all sweaty and rolling around on the floor. But the swim team's different, you know. It's it, it, Don't treat every single activity as if they're the same thing. It's the same complaint that I have about the governor saying, you know, we're going to shut down. You know, nobody's allowed to go to church, but you can go to the grocery store. You know? Right. Uh, or you can get it, on an
2: airplane.
0: Like, or you can get on an airplane, right. Or, hey, everybody has to stay home, unless, of course, you're making a movie, because that's, that's vitally important. You know? <laughs> I mean, Okay. It is to Why L.A. County, evidently. It's
2: a company town.
0: Yeah, you know. So, I mean, uh, quit making choices for us. Just give us the information and let us make the choices. And the problem is, is they're not giving us the information. And they're they're picking and choosing the winners. And it's irritating.
2: It is irritating.
0: It's irritating.
2: So, so you know, we we haven't talked about kind of New Year's resolutions. And, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, what you want to accomplish this year. Do you have a new year's resolution or have you, have you thought about what you want? I don't do them. I I
0: just have never really been a, a, let's do new year's resolution kind of guy. My sense has always been, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, if, if there's something that's worthwhile trying to do or change about myself, then I'm not waiting to the beginning of the year to do it. So you know, if I happen to think of something or, or make a decision about this time of year, then I guess it's technically a new year's resolution, but I have never um, sat down and done like an end of year evaluation of here's the things that I want to do. And here's where I go because I'm kind of, um, uh, reflective and, and, and think about that kind of all the time about where, what can I do better? How can I do this? And so, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not knocking those who do it. It's just, for me, it doesn't, You know, there's no like, um, trigger of the end of the year being time to do like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. So
2: So. I, I do like new year's resolutions, although I don't do a lot of them. Um, Mm -hmm. last year I had a a new year's resolution to be healthier and, and I was for a good chunk of the year, I would say a little Mm -hmm. over half. Um, uh, well maybe, you know, through August, um, but then after that I was not as healthy. And then after Thanksgiving, I just threw caution to the wind and did whatever I wanted. Um,
0: the holiday season.
2: Yeah. The holiday season. So I'm, I'm back on track and feeling good. And, but I think that the last year, the, my spiritual life, my, my faith life was, was has been greatly improved. Um, and I feel, um, excited about that. And I still have a lot of growth to do. I'm certainly not done with that journey. I'm nowhere near perfect. I need to read my Bible more and lots of things that I need to do more, more of. Um, but I like that I'm, I've been on that journey for a year and I'm happy about where I am. And so I want to continue that way. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, as far as yeah. personal growth is concerned.
1: hmm
0: I, you know, and, and I didn't mean to imply that I was anti, um, you know, New Year's resolution or anything. I'm not. And, and you know, I support anybody who wants to, to do that and use that time as reflective. It's as good a time as any um, to uh, to take a look at yourself and say, what are the things that I can do better? And how can I be, uh, you know, a better human and be a healthier human or whatever it is that you choose to focus on? Um, or, or each individual chooses to focus on. Um, you know, I think that's a an admirable thing to do. And if this is the time of year that, that you know, triggers for somebody to do that, then it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's never a bad thing to try to make yourself a better person.
2: Indeed. Um, Indeed. But I, I have, so I, one of the things that I'm doing differently this year um, than I did last year, with my with my uh plant-based diet is i'm tracking so i didn't i didn't track what i ate Mm -hmm. um and so uh you know my guess is is that i just i just ate too much um and so i didn't lose as much weight as anywhere near as much weight as i wanted to but i Mm -hmm. but i really wasn't as serious about it i wanted to stick to the diet first um and this year I'm, I'm tracking. So I joined Weight Watchers yeah. and, um, and I joined it for the, the support and the recipes and all of that stuff. And, um, and so I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic because I don't want to say that I'm, you know, this is going to change me completely. It might, it might not. I have no idea, right. but for now, um, I'm, I'm doing it and,
0: right.
2: uh, you know, I'm on day three and so far so good.
0: Yeah. The longest journey starts with one step, right? Exactly. And so well, and, you've and frankly, take that if, I, step.
2: if I think about it farther than today, then I then I will be overwhelmed and quit. So, right, you know, like they do for Alcoholics Anonymous, take it one day at a time. So for today, <laughs> I am <Yeah>. plant based and <laughs> and doing my well, way. Back you know.
0: You know, I I have found that 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 the, the tracking helps me a lot too. I've used an app, uh, and anytime I'm trying to watch what I eat, I use an app called Lose It, and I just log everything that I eat, and, it, and you can look at it, and you can track it in terms of calories, in terms of micronutrients, um, um you know, you can do it, in, you know, it, sodium. So I mean, if there's anything that you that you need to to measure within your diet, it breaks it all down for you, and it's got a huge library of foods, so it's real easy to. Um, uh, you know, enter a food, you don't have to enter in all the nutritional information because odds are it's already in there. And, uh, and so you can pretty much log everything as you go, which is nice. Um, but you know, I know uh, the year in and year out as diets come and go, Weight Watchers historically has been one of the ones that, that, uh, has been top rated in terms of, um, you know people maintaining the weight loss and maintaining the healthy eating habits and so um, definitely a good way to go
2: nice yeah you know I have found that um calories trigger me so if I'm tracking calories it actually has a negative mm-hmm. effect on me so weight watchers mm-hmm. tracks points um and for some reason at this at this point it does not trigger me because that makes I mean, it's weird but that's it'll it'll yeah. trigger me no, to I upset understand what about you're saying me.
0: yeah because I try to lose it. I, I don't have enough calories. I'm going to. Yeah. You see a, a number of calories and you think if it's not enough, you feel hungry. You immediately start feeling hungry. Right. Right. And, and yet the only way to lose weight is to eat less calories. And so if you dissociate your tracking from the actual caloric number. um,
2: Yes. Or then, or I, uh, it makes me just want to. I mean, it just it, it makes me think about food more than I should think about food. It makes me obsess about food and I don't want to obsess about food. Right. I want to enjoy food. Food is a is a, a source of of pleasure and enjoyment and I want it to stay in that mm-hmm. category and I find that I'm not um, negatively triggered neg- negatively impacted mm-hmm. when by counting points at least so far. So I'm that's why I chose weight watchers.
0: You know something I, it occurred to me and, and, and maybe it's it's not realistic but for me it's almost like if I could make food not An enjoyable thing. If it was just, this is how I I nurture and 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 create nutrition for my body, and and take the joy out of it because I enjoy it so much, I just keep enjoying it.
1: (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? I I, I almost
0: wish that there was a way. You know, it's like if if I could go on a diet where all I had to do is like you know, uh, take a breakfast pill, a lunch pill, and a dinner pill, and I wouldn't feel hungry, and it would give me enough nutrition that I would be healthy. And, and and balance out to a good weight. I could probably do that almost better than anything else just because there's no joy or pleasure in doing that. You know, it's 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 the joy and the pleasure that that sucks me in and makes me go I want more. I want more and more. You know what? I want some more. That was really good. I'll have seconds or thirds or fifths.
2: <laughs> well, part part one of the things that can help with that is if you eat slower. Yeah. You know, if you eat I have more found, slowly. Too,
0: that my, my digestive process is much more pleasant. And in fact, I was reading a book the other day, it was talking about how much more nutrition you get out of your food. If you chew everything till it is liquefied in your mouth. And sometimes I wolf stuff down. Um, and I know I don't chew it as well as I should. And, and then I, you know, and I have some, I have some digestive issues at times. And so that, uh, that's, you know, actually really good advice is, you know, just slow down and chew your food better and you you will be amazed at at how more quickly you're satiated.
2: Yeah. You know, Tobin Mm -hmm. and I have again, during this break, and I hope we keep it up, started eating our meals, not in front of the television set, as many empty nesters do, but sitting at the table and eating just, but it's just, just he and I, and it's been great. Mm -hmm. And we visit, um, uh, you know, we eat more slowly. It takes us a little longer to finish our food. Um, and so, there, I I don't want to give up the uh, the 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 pleasure of eating, the pleasure of enjoying uh-huh. food, and the company of and and company while we're enjoying food. Right? I mean, if you're sitting in the counter, if you're right. sitting in your kitchen eating over your kitchen sink, there's nothing enjoyable about that. or not sitting or standing in your kitchen, but if you're seated at a yeah. table and you're you're dining with a loved one or a friend or whatever, then you know it's mm-hmm. just it, it just it's more meaningful.
0: Yeah, you, know? you think that maybe if you um you you create habits around your eating that that it's an event, you know, like you said you sit down with somebody and you focus on what you're doing as opposed to you know, shoveling in food while you're doing other things that then it becomes more of a um a a choice as opposed to you're just doing it because it's a habit. And right. and so then perhaps it won't uh uh, get out of control as much. It's funny. I, while we're talking here, I got on this webpage and they're showing like just photos of people from Hollywood from the forties, fifties, and sixties. And, uh, Helen Mirren was gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, she's still a lovely woman, but, but when she was younger, I, you know, I wasn't aware of her. I mean, I, I suppose you could probably go find a lot of the work that she's done when she was younger but I didn't recognize her or wasn't really aware of her as an actress until she was uh, an older lady. And, and I love the work that she does, but wow, she's a hottie. Yes.
2: Yeah. She back really was. Back in the she Back is in the sixties. She's 75 oh, she is. years she's, old she's, she's, and she's, she's still beautiful.
0: Yeah, she is absolutely lovely. So yeah. Anyway, that had nothing to do with our conversation about diet and stuff, but you know, sometimes <laughs> you're just flipping around looking at pictures and every once in a while it's fun to go back and look at like historical pictures and you can find collections of them online and usually it's from horrible websites that pop up a bunch of ads and stuff. Yes. Um, and uh, like they showed one of Charles Bronson and it's like that guy was built like the rock. You yeah. know, you think of Dwayne Johnson. Charles Bronson was just muscle on muscle. Yes. You know. And yes, again, I he think was. he's one of those guys that when he when he was hitting it big he was uh, kind of more middle-aged, you know, and I don't think he was quite as as buff as he is in some of these you know earlier pictures of him. But uh, well, yeah, have you? The, the Rock fun. is
2: is either fifty or almost fifty, and he is yeah. absolutely ripped. Like he's always been he makes the here. rest of
0: us feel bad about ourselves.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Well, it's quite obvious that he spends a a whole lot of time in his. I'm guessing his home gym. Um, he is yeah. absolutely ripped. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a and guy who cares much, about his body and his health and works hard to keep it, you know.
2: Yeah. And I wonder how much of, of the way he looks at the moment has to do with managing the grief of losing his father. And so, you know, he just threw himself into into working out mm-hmm. and he looks amazing.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, his father was a professional wrestler, too, which is where he, he sort of first gained fame was through that. And uh, so that was a familial thing. He was also a big, strong guy. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's very possible that, you know, you, you're in this lockdown time and, and uh, so you, you, you're limited in your options. Of course, he's wealthy enough that his options are probably less limited than some of ours. But, uh, you know, managing grief is a difficult thing. And sometimes physical activity is, is a good way to do that, you know? Um, and, uh, so I can, I can see that, you know, talking about people and how they live, um, the, uh, Anthony, um, um, Lakers, uh, Anthony, um, uh, I'm sorry. I've had this trouble with names all day long and I don't understand why. Uh, but, uh, it's just been bizarro for me. I'm not usually having that trouble. Anthony Davis from the Lakers, he's the guy that we traded like the entire team to get. And he's a phenomenal player. Just sold his uh, a home that he bought two years ago in the Hollywood Hills. He bought it for $7.5 million and sold it for $6.6 million. So he lost money on it, but apparently he wanted to sell it. He had listed it for $8 million. Uh, but I was listening to the realtor's description or I read through the realtor's description of the house. He has an indoor basketball court, of course, right? Of, yes. A, 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 a lap pool out and back. So it's not just a pretty pool, but a pool that's long enough for them to swim laps in. Mm. Uh, you know, complete weight room, exercise room, a theater. <laughs> There's five bedrooms and seven bathrooms, you know, on 2.5 acres in the Hollywood Hills. I'm like, yeah, Wow. I could hang out there during COVID. I'd find something <laughs> to do. I guess shoot some hoops. I had a dream the other night that I got drafted by the Lakers, and, you know, I'm I'm creeping up on 60 so that would that's laughable. But um it in my dream, although I was old, fat and slow, I was 100% at 3-point shooting. I never missed. Cool. And so that's... you know, can't play defense, can't do anything else, but they would stick me in and and run plays to get me open and I would chuck the ball up from outside and always go in 100 percent guaranteed it was funny it was a weird dream
2: oh you wake up feeling pretty darn good
0: yeah i'm tired (laughs) (laughs) basketball's a brutal sport man you got to be in really good shape you look at somebody like lebron james who's been doing it for 16 17 seasons and you go like wow You know, there's a, there's a reason those guys, all all professional athletes have short careers because it takes a toll on your body to, to be able to maintain that level of fitness over that length of time. It's hard work, hard work. So,
2: so we are just about out of time.
0: We are. Now's the time to say goodbye. Really? Yeah. (laughs) just popped into my head i can't can't help it you know stuff comes stuff goes
2: so you can listen to us
0: flying around all the time
2: yes we are on on the brink is our radio show back from the brink
0: is the podcast
2: that you are now listening to and uh uh, on the brink is on kcaa in southern california if you go to kcaaradio.com you can listen there or get information uh, about, the, you know, about podcasts, you can just search for yes. um, on the break. It is on the trifecta
0: of talk radio in the Inland right. Empire. That's
2: right. Six six to seven a.m. Monday through Friday. Pacific time.
0: Specific so, time.
2: Specific time.
0: Yep. So that's where we are on the radio. We can be found here. You can download our podcast. Please do. Please tell your friends. We are working to grow our audience, so we hope that you enjoy listening to us and you will join us again soon. I'm Todd Brinker.
2: I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow.